The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast, where we tell stories every week of hope, health, and healing. And I'm so excited to have my friend Rachel here with me today. Rachel's story is super inspiring and just grabs hold of my heart and will so many of yours too. Um, In less than two years, Rachel went from working full-time from a job that she wasn't passionate about, how many of us can relate to that, to being a part-time student, raising two young children, and struggling with postpartum depression. And then she went on to quit her full-time job, run her own business and bring in a solid income while working less and having more fun. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. So take me back to that time when things were heavy and not so good and just take me back to what that was like. Yeah. So I had my second child, a daughter in the middle of COVID. So it was May of 2020. Um, and I had worked at my current employer there for about six years and we had gone through like leadership transitions and a lot of change. Um, and two kids is a lot. And especially with COVID, like my parent, people couldn't come. We couldn't have any guests in the hospital when my daughter was born. We didn't have a baby shower, which made me kind of sad. So, you know, you're just dealing with, usually it's the celebration and you're so excited to have a child and like all those happy big moments that you usually get, we didn't get. Yeah. You're super isolated. 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 And you're scared and you just don't know like what the world is going to bring. And then my son couldn't go to daycare when we first had my daughter because we were worried about COVID. Um, so it was just a lot, there was a lot going on. And then during that time, I, I think, and I, like now I study positive psychology and I understand like what makes people happy and what makes people unhappy or the, the factors that can contribute to it. And so now I understand a lot of what was going on and I was able to find a way to fix it, which is good. But at that time it was just like so much change and so many things that were flipped that were negative. And so it was just a lot going on. I mean, even just sleep, you know, you don't have as much sleep because you have a newborn. And so there was a lot in my life that had changed in a negative way. And I felt like I was drowning. It was really bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a baby during that time and I can relate to a lot of that just because the isolation and the unknowns. And I think a lot of the world was really scared at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So so tell me. Yeah. Go Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just think wherever, no matter what stage, especially I think mothers, but I mean, fathers or just people in general, I think everybody was going through their own personal hell in a way. Um, Because whether you had newborns, I mean, I feel for the people that had children in school because they were homeschooling and Mm -hmm. they had to deal with that and juggling work and just change is hard. And there was a lot of change all at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And just so much out of the unknown, which is really scary. So tell me about how you started to come out of it. Yeah. So I, like I said, I was studying positive psychology 
And I had learned about um, this thing that Martin Seligman, he's one of the founders of positive psychology created, but it's called PERMA. So it stands for positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishment. And so I was in my own personal health. And then I had a moment of like clarity and I was like, okay, I need to do something to fix this. Cause I can't, I'm not going to survive like this. Right. Um, this is, this can't last. And so I was like, well, I have, I have knowledge that I can leverage. Let me go back and think about like, how can I, even with the restrictions that we have, how can I put some of these pieces in my life? So positive emotion, um, you know, when you have a baby and a toddler screaming at you, you're not getting a lot of positive emotion. Right. But that doesn't happen all the time. So you can try to express gratitude, for example, like, okay, when you're, you, you look at your sweet babies when they're sleeping and you're grateful that they're sleeping and that they're healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though there's a lot of bad things happening in the world, rather than focusing on those, you try to have more gratitude and focus on the positive things and even just be present. And when a good thing is happening or you're, you, you have a moment of laughter or joy, or there's a, the weather's nice outside. You try to pay attention and focus on that, those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can even schedule positive emotion in your life, right? Like you can watch the news that has negative things on, or you could listen to a comedy show, right? Like you get to put the specific things in your life and even friendships. Like I tried one example that I'll give, um, my sister lives in Idaho and my parents, we weren't seeing them as much because of this, but I missed my sister. And I was like, well, let's have, we should schedule a call because if you don't schedule things, a lot of times they don't happen. So we scheduled every Saturday, we would have that. We called it family FaceTime and all of us get on the phone. And to this day, we still do it. And I love Love it. it. It's like COVID is not as rampant. Like our lives are more busy, but we still make time. And we just made that habit and that routine. And that like fills me up with positive emotion every Saturday. So that was a really, a really good thing that I needed in my life. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. So then you decided to start your own venture. So talk about that. Yeah. So I'd actually, I think it was 2019, I had signed up for a course to start a blog and to start an Etsy store. And so I had dabbled with those um, since 2019. I've always been a side hustler. I studied business and entrepreneurship in school. And so I, but you know, time you're busy. And so you right. kind of play with things. And I think honestly, a lot of it was mindset for me, like fear. I'm a perfectionist. I have fear of failure. And so I would try things, but I wouldn't necessarily give my all because if I gave my all and I failed, that would make my ego feel really bad. Right. Right. Yep. Um, so many people can relate so, to that. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't give my all because it's like, oh, I don't want I don't want to fail. Like I don't want to mess up. And then that would make my perfect ego feel bad, which I know I'm not perfect, but, and then again, studying positive psychology, I really changed and switched to have a more of a growth mindset. And so failure is just feedback, right? Like we really helping, having my children really helped. So, you know, you see your kids start to walk and they're learning everything. They're starting from complete scratch and they stand up and they fall down a bunch of times and then they eventually get it. And so it's like, Oh, it's not about being perfect. It's about failing forward and you're not, if you keep trying and you eventually are successful, all those failures are just moments of learning, right? Right. And moments of growth. And so now I'm able to reframe that of like, it's still painful. Nobody likes to fail and it can be embarrassing if you fail in front of other people or something, but you learn to just laugh at yourself and be like, oh, that's a a way not to do it. I'm going to try not to do that again. And then you move (laughs) forward from there. I, it reminds me of that meme. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it where it's like 
what people think success is. And it's just like somebody climbing like a giant stairway. And then the other one is what it actually is. And it's like all these twists and turns and ups and downs. And I mean, I can completely relate to that. And I don't think anything teaches you that better than entrepreneurship. Um, cause so much is just reliant on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell me about how you got started then. What it looks so like. I was, that was 2019. I was working on my blog and Etsy and I had done both of them at the same time because I don't know, I'm crazy like that. And it's like, yeah, let's <laughs> not just start one business. Let's start a couple at the same time, sure, why not? which isn't, I don't recommend and isn't really sustainable. <laughs> and so I did that one maternity leave with my son. So that was it. He was born in 2018. So it might've been 2018 when I started that. Um, and then I did the Etsy store first, like a month, and then I got that kind of running and then I did the blog and the blog is much harder than the Etsy store. And so then the blog took a lot of time and then I kind of lost, um, lost momentum and I just focused on my job and I still had them there operating in the background. And then when I had my daughter, I was really like, I don't know that I want to go back to work. I really want to. Then that was a couple years later. So I still had these things that were kind of like hobby businesses and they were fun, but they weren't necessarily like I couldn't quit my full-time job from them. And then I had my daughter and I was dealing with everything in COVID. And I was like, oh, I just don't want to go back to work. Like that just doesn't sound great to me. I really like I've always wanted to be a business owner, be my own boss when I grow up, you know. So it's like, okay, now I'm in. I'm just gonna yeah. do it. And I reviewed all the stuff I'd done in the past. I looked at my blog and I was like, yeah, it's doing okay, but like not great. And it feels kind of hard. And I looked at my Etsy store and it was making like 50 bucks a month and I hadn't touched it for months. And so I was like, huh, okay. Like it's passive. That's interesting. So maybe I love if I that. just made me, yeah, I love that. I, I love that you product. saw like gratitude for it, even though like some people could look at it and be like, it's only $50 a month, but your mindset was like, I'm bringing in $50 a month and I haven't touched it. So yeah. go on. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that no, was so good. No, that's fine. So I was like, okay, that that's interesting data. Uh, let me, what if I like went hard into this and doubled down on just that and focused. And I think that was an important thing that I did because rather than dividing all my attention, it was like, okay, I have a very clear goal. I want to be able to replace my income. And what am I going to focus on and go hard into that one thing? Yeah. And so I started just... I had bought a course, like I'd said. So I kept going through the course and like watching more of the videos and some of the extra things. And they had a community and I hadn't been very active in it. So I went and like was reading the past posts and like just going deep into it and doing my own research and then just practicing, right? And like getting rid of that fear of failure and putting stuff up there and seeing what happens and getting data and feedback. And so over time, I started like, I started to kind of understand more of the algorithm, more of what was needed. And then I finally like it clicked. And I found a product that was successful. And so I went from making like $50 a month to 800 a month. And then I think the month after that, it was like 5,000. And then a few months after that, it was like 10,000. So it was just, I think it's, I think of like compounding interest and kind of an exponential curve, right? So you have this learning and a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm not getting that far, but it's, you know, you're, you're building like that 1% in the beginning doesn't feel like much. And then eventually you hit the curve and then you, it just like you blow up. Yes. And so that's basically what happened. And then I didn't, I remember when I was like in the thousands, I went to my husband, I was like, okay, I can quit my job now. Like, look, it's making money. And he was like, hold on, that's great. But like, we're in the middle of COVID. That was one month. Like you have no idea. And um, so he was like, are you like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, like I do, I'm excited, but I see your point. We should probably wait. So he was like, give it a year. And I was like, I'll give it nine months. 
Um, cause I, I was like, I don't, a full year, I don't need that. So I waited, I think that was in like the early fall. So I waited until like June, um, the following year and it was still good and growing. And so then I was like, I put my notice in at work and then I went off on my own and ran my Etsy it. shop full time. I love it. It's so good. And it's so good. Cause it's like, now you get to be your own boss, but that can have struggles too. So talk to me about like, I, I also left my job when my kids were little and I know that I didn't understand how hard it was going to be to juggle little kids and trying to find quiet time to work. Cause there's no quiet time when you have little kids. So talk to me about that. So a couple of things I, I send my kids to daycare. I'll be fully open about that because I want to continue to grow my business. And my goal yeah. is by the time my son is in kindergarten, because the schedules are shorter that mm-hmm. I can pick him up. And rather than sending him to aftercare, he could just Love come it. home. Yeah. Um, so that, and that's in a year. So I'm like, Ooh, okay. I <laughs> need to be able to work a lot less in a year, but that's fine. Um, and so they go to daycare. So that gives me a lot of free time, which is really nice. Got Yeah. That does make a big difference then. So I know one of the areas you do focus on though, is time management and just being really diligent with your time. So talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah. So, and going back to what I was talking about, the PERMA, so positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning accomplishment. Um, you can Google it. It's out there, <laughs> <laughs> but I really tried to put my schedule based on those factors, because I, like I said before, I was dealing with postpartum depression and then even you can be isolated as a business owner working for yourself. Absolutely. Um, And so I really try to manage, and I think having children, like it's easy for, especially women to, you put your children first or your husband first, everything else comes before you. And so then you're not having enough time for self-care and that kind of positive emotion. So I have big goals like that accomplishment part for my business and for my life. And so that's in there and I time block based on what my big goals are, but then I'm also scheduling like specific time with my husband that we can have alone time for date nights, specific time with my children. Um, like I, we have family FaceTime, so I have time with my sister. So that, and that's the relationship component too. So a lot of these things overlap, like you yeah. can have a date night, which gives you positive emotion and it's with your husband. So that's a core relationship in your life. And then you put it on the schedule. And I think it's important to look at like your whole year because thing and try to predict things. Like I'm big into budgeting and personal finance as well. So I kind of look at it like I look at my money, but a lot of people get into trouble because they budget for the week or for the month. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they forget about Christmas. Right. So it's like, okay, every month I spend X amount and it's like, well, Christmas comes and it's like, whoa, there's this big chunk of change that you're going to have to spend. Same with time, like Christmas can be a lot of time stress for people because it's like, whoa, every weekend now we have parties to go to and I need to shop for Christmas presents and, you know, we we need to put up Christmas lights in the tree so that our kids enjoy this and just like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. There's so much stress. Yes. (laughs) So I'm all about like doing it ahead of time. So we're in the summer right now. Look at your schedule for December. Look at it for the next six months and say like, okay, what birthday parties are coming up or like what what big things in my life are important to me and put them on so the good. now and start thinking about them now. And like even personal goals, like if do you, do you want to fit into a certain dress for the holiday party? Like what, what do you need to do now? And in the next six months to get to that point, because so many people want instant gratification and that's just not how life works, unfortunately, but we do have control of our time if we take the control back. Um, and the that. other thing is when you put those things on your calendar, then when people say like, oh, you want to do this or that, and they have their own agenda, 
you can, you're looking at your calendar that you've set up based on your own goals. And then you can say yes or no. And it's completely honest. So it's good. not like, it's not like, Oh no, I can't do that because I just don't want to, or yes, I can do it because I see a blank in my calendar. And then a few months later, you're like, Oh wait, actually I have a big deadline the next day. Like, Ugh. and then there's that stress, right? So it's, yeah. everything is really trying to reduce stress because we yeah. have so much of that already. We do. And it's like, I mean, it's basically a formula for being proactive instead of reactive. And that's so good because even just being reactive emits another level of stress that doesn't need to be there. So that's so good. I love it. I just wrote that down. I have never, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you you go. go. Finish your thought. I was just going to say, it has never occurred to me to plan six months in advance because I do tend to be more on the reactive side, but that is something I've been working on for a while. Um, So I love that looking at six months ahead. So, yeah. And then again, going back to positive psychology, like studies have shown there's this thing, it's called an upward spiral, but basically positive emotions can help you do better work. Um, you're more creative when you're in a positive state of mind, whereas when you're stressed out and in a negative and have these mm-hmm. negative emotions, you're kind of having a downward spiral and your mind, like it's, if you think of fight or flight, like when we were chased by tigers, like yes. back in the day, you know, yeah. our mind laser focuses and it's just like, okay, just escape the threat. And so you're not going to think creatively and like have all these amazing ideas that are, that you have, but they're not going to come out when you're just trying to fight that stress and yes. run away from that tiger, right? And now yes. the tiger is endless emails and phone calls and texts and your friends asking you all these things and it's that mm-hmm. stress. So if we can reduce that, we can actually be more productive. It takes us less time to get things done. We can have more fun. You know, it's this, we, we have this huge upward spiral because so it good. takes less time to do great work. We can have more fun. That more fun makes us more creative. Then we can have a cool idea and grow our business. And it just, it's an upward cycle. So it's trying to it. constantly stay in that cycle. I hope if you guys are listening to this, you're taking notes. I know I am. It's so good. It's so good. So talk to us about your blog a little bit. I know that's a labor of love that you have. Yeah. So I still have, it's money hacking mama. So like I said before, I was into personal, I still am into personal finance. My husband and I are consider ourselves part of the FIRE community, if anybody knows what that is, but it stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Um, so we save over 50% of our income um, as with the goal of being able to not have to work, work optional by the time we're 40. Um, and so that's basically just be investing the difference and then being able to live off of your investments and the growth and everything from then. Love it. And I've never so, heard of the FIRE community. I've heard of similar concepts, but I've never heard of that one. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, and so money hacking mama was just started originally of my blog of just helping to share the things that I've learned in my financial journey. And then now it's growing to and now, like all of my passions and things are coming together. Cause I think there's the money side that I'm passionate about. There's the business entrepreneurship side that I'm passionate about. And then the positive psychology, um, and productivity, but those really all they all mesh together in my mind because yeah. the more productive you are, the more money you can make. If you want to start a business or a side hustle, you need to be productive to do that. So now it's evolved to kind of combine all of those worlds together. So good. So fun. And I bet you're having more fun too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, but it hasn't just been two years because you've been on this entrepreneurship journey for a while, right? Like prior to 2019 even. Oh yeah. Let's see. Um, 
I mean, I've done anything from like dog sitting. So I think it was dog vacay at the time when I was doing it. And then now I think Rover bought them. But if anybody wants like a pretty easy side hustle and you have a house or an apartment that allows dogs, that one's a fun one. Um, you can get to cuddle with puppies. And it's really win-win because a lot of the, like if you board your dogs, if you go on vacation, it's really expensive and then they're in a kennel usually. Sure. And so dog vacay or rover, you take them, like you interview somebody and then they just live, the dog lives at the person's house usually for a few days wow. or a week or whatever. And then they just charge like a nightly rate. But, and then as the business person that's doing it, you get to cuddle with cute dogs all day. So it's, even if you don't have a dog and you just want like, let me get paid to have dogs for a little <laughs> while and then send them back home. That's like it's awesome. a great- like Airbnb yeah, for concept. dogs. It is exactly. <laughs> I love it. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. But then I had like one pee on my couch or something. And then my dog started to get a little, ter- little territorial. So I had to give that one up. Sure. Yeah. Well, I love that yeah, too. It Cause fun. it's like, it's again, it's so easy to think, oh my gosh, all this success only took her like two to three years, but really it's all the way back to when you were in college and studying it and like you said, we learn every step of the way. Sometimes it just takes time and the right idea at the right time for everything to come together. Um, Absolutely. And if you, yeah. the only way to fail in entrepreneurship is to quit, really. You just keep learning. You just keep learning. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Yeah. So if you're interested, I have on Money Hacking Mama, if you go there, I have a personality quiz to figure out what your optimizer personality is. And so if you take that quiz, then it will tell you what your optimizer personality is. And then based on that, it will give you results. And so some of the tips I talked about today, but specific ones geared on what your personality is to help you be more productive and more successful. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm for sure going to go take that. I hope you guys will too, but thanks so much for being here today. I learned so much from you. I love how other people's minds work, especially people in the entrepreneur space, because there's so many gifts that people have that make them successful, but we don't all have the same gifts. Um, and it's just so fun to continue to learn from everyone. So thank you for being here today. I appreciate oh, it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I've had You're a blast. Welcome. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time. 